is on the air. Gators, Knolls, Dogs, and Canes are front and center. If you want your SEC and ACC fix, you've come to the right place. If college sports is your thing, then welcome to your nirvana. You can be part of the show by calling 904-448-0930. That's 904-448-0930. Or by hitting the guys up on Twitter at College Sports T1. Now it's College Sports presented by HakoRoyal.com. College Sports Today with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. It is a very special edition of College Sports Today. We are live from not one but two college venues the two epicenters of college sports today are where I'm at. Terry Norvell, I am in Arlington, Texas, where Florida and Michigan will do battle in several hours in Cowboys Stadium, about a mile from where I'm sitting right now. And my broadcast partner, Brent Beard, live in Atlanta, Georgia, where tonight the big one, really the biggest of the big when it comes to opening games, will take place in Atlanta. Uh, you know by now, Florida State is taking on Alabama in that contest. Glad you're with us here on College Sports Today, all over our uh, TN Sports Network. Jacksonville, Ocala, and Gainesville is where we are broadcasting live, and uh, we will, of course, uh, effort to get our callers on the air. want to thank HakoRoyale.com, our title sponsor, for helping us uh, uh, you know, hit the road and bring you this programming. As I welcome my traveling broadcast partner, Mr. Brent Beard, in Hotlanta. Brent, uh, I want to I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate our listening audience. As let me report, the first two fans in the door are wearing the maze and and is it maze and gold maze and uh, they are in. I mean, the doors opened, and these guys from Michigan, I'm assuming, are in. They look hungry. They look thirsty. And Brent, it's game on. I know you're set up. You're set up in Atlanta, and I got to believe the same atmosphere. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It, it. It's just an amazing amount of folks. Uh, well, we, of course, had our usual traffic jam coming up 75, but, oh, yeah. uh, but there were plenty of, of Alabama and Florida State fans who were in route. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta. Uh, certainly grateful for that, but, uh, but there's no doubt about it. You look at social media, folks are excited uh, as far as the, the the four fan bases that we're representing today. Uh, I think I think probably as excited here as we've seen it in a long time. And, Brent, a uh, quick programming note. Obviously, our show on Saturday morning is College Sports Day, normally 10 until noon. We'll take it an extra half hour today. Uh, we will take it all the way to 1230, and then we'll yes. hand it off to the Gator uh, Radio Network for three hours of Gator pregame. So um, just a quick uh, uh, programming note there for um, our, our listeners, uh, you know, throughout the uh, the area of northeast central Florida. Um, obviously, um, our, uh, our affiliates also in Gainesville and Ocala. Um, uh, Brent, uh, again, real quick before we really dive into this thing, we're going to break down Florida versus Michigan and Florida State versus Alabama in earnest here over this 90-minute show. Um, it's here. Finally, I mean, we have talked and waited, and 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 uh, I know there were some preliminary games even last night. There were some pre- preliminary games last week, but this is the official kickoff of the 2017 college football season. It's been a it went by. I'll get your your opinion. Went by pretty quick for me the off season, considering some of the years in the past. Yourself did it go by fast, quick, same thing. Uh, it. It, I think it went by pretty quickly. Uh, for one thing, there was not any real uh, like expansion or, or any big topics that, that would kind of slow things down and get people's attention for a while. But we yeah. obviously had all the 
uh, all the magazines and all the preseason stuff and certainly enjoyed the speculating and so forth. But, but I would agree with the same timetable here, too. I want to thank our host here, uh, Henry Chen, owner of Boston's Restaurant and Sports Grill in Arlington. We are right across the street from everything. Uh, Cowboy Stadium, the Rangers ballpark where we took in a great uh, Major League Baseball game last night. But our folks here at Boston's Restaurant and Sports Grill, if you're in the Arlington area for anything, you can't go wrong. And they've got a special menu. It's going to be a crazy place today to watch your football. We're going to come back from the Florida-Michigan game. And i got a big party. We're going to uh, get saddled up right in front of a big flat screen and watch FSU <laughs> Alabama. And then we'll be right back here tomorrow don't forget tomorrow the debut edition our debut edition tomorrow same hours and it'll be all college football season you'll hear college football sunday sound off oh boy we'll get that going (laughs) tomorrow so uh note that down listening audience and uh uh our folks in uh ocallen gainesville you can they can listen to us on iheart radio tomorrow right to pick up college football sunday sound off by the way if you need any of the social media any social media around our show go to our webpage everything is there collegesportstoday.net collegesportstoday.net and if you don't know it if you want to join us our call in number all over the area is 904-448-0930 brent florida state alabama let's kick that uh, kick our, our 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 previews off with florida state alabama um you you've got uh, college football um colleagues all over all over the South, all over the country, um, certainly in and around the Alabama program. Brent, the mental hangover, if there is any, is the Clemson one second oh so close to going back-to-back? Is, uh, the Alabama mental hangover, is it gone? Is it there? Is it real? Is it is it a mystique? I think they're using it now as motivation as, as much as they are anything else, Terry. Uh, just knowing that they had a chance to be able to win the national championship and these guys who are coming back, uh, I, the reality is, uh, it, as Nick Saban said a few months ago, when you lose, you've got to learn something from it. Uh, and, and if you fail, you've got to learn from your failure. So I think that's what we're going to watch tonight is, and the main thing will be, did Jalen Hurts learn during this offseason yeah. to improve his downfield vertical passing game? And that, that's certainly one of my keys to the game. You talk about Jalen Hurts, and, and a little of my concern several months ago was, okay, the hot shot freshman, uh, Tagliavia, if I'm pronouncing his, his name right, he came That's in. Close and got enough. A, close enough. We're going to go with that. Um, Tua Tagliavia. There it is. Tagliavia. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hot, hot shot recruit, five-star yes. recruit. And there was a little talk around spring. But you know what? It appears to me anyway that that's cooled off. Jalen Hurts is a starter. Uh, Tua may play a little bit, but but right. unless I've missed something, you know what, Mr. Hurts, Mr. SEC Player of the Year, it, it's it's his job. Uh, and that's the game plan. There's no doubt about that. And, and listen, Terry, if Clemson had not scored, the narrative would have been Jalen Hurts Hurt led us down the field and scored a running touchdown in order to win the game. So uh, that that would have been the talk during the and, offseason. And he would and have been Brent, the SEC player of the year. Brent, you make a wonderful point. He would have been the quarterback of the national champions, right? That's right. He would have been the SEC player of the, of the year, which he was anyway. And, Brent, you make a really good point. That, what was it, about a 30-yard touchdown run that looked like was going to be the Alabama winner? That would have been his Heisman signature play. You know what? He might have jumped ahead of Lamar Jackson, as crazy as this sounds, as the leader in the clubhouse going into this year's Heisman. But certainly Clemson made made the drive of all drives. But uh, a good point. Um, Brent, it's hard to fathom that big, bad Alabama, they've been the bully of college football the last 10 years. Nobody can argue that. The the numbers are mind-boggling. 
if Florida State pulls the slight upset tonight in Atlanta, if the Knowles were to win, how about how quickly things could change? Big Bad Alabama would be on a two-game losing streak and two games lost in a row to the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yes. It can change uh, quick, I'll tell you. Which is something that we would have dreamed of five years no. ago, but, but give the, the ACC a lot of credit with what, what they've done. Terry, I, I do still think that the loser of this game, particularly if it's a close game, if they, if they can win their conference, uh, that, that even, even with another loss, if they win their conference in, in a close game tonight, can still go to the Final Four because the playoff committee yeah. will give them the benefit of the doubt because of, uh, both these teams are ranked the top three. Well, we said uh, all during the uh, the previous shows leading in, I remember we were talking about our most compelling national championship matchup preseason. If we had to put it out there, you know, do the crystal ball, um, I went with, and I think you as well, if it was undefeated Ohio State and undefeated Alabama all at 14-0, and I think that would be compelling issue Absolutely. one. But I'll tell you, right behind that, if tonight's game in Atlanta is an absolute instant classic okay and, and you know an instant classic means somebody yes has to win somebody has yes. to lose but but if it's one of those games you go man if they played in an hour who knows what, what, what would happen if it's one of those kind of games it would be fun to have Alabama run the table Florida State run the table the minute that game ends in Atlanta and Brent they would just kind of stalk each other and I think yes. that would build and build and build and everybody if that if that scenario happened everybody would know you know what one team was ahead on the scoreboard, but there ain't no difference between those two. Let's have them do it again. That would be a lot, a very compelling storyline to walk through college football. Uh, and if that happened, Terry, you would have a lot of subtle media pressure wanting to see another matchup in the playoffs. Now, the the other thing that that we need to uh, to realize too, particularly for Florida State's instance, and also for the Gators, uh, for both the Florida teams, as important as today is. What's even more important and more critical is in two weeks, Florida State plays Miami, and then yes. Florida plays Tennessee. So uh, this this could be a tremendous springboard, Terry, for both the Florida State of Florida teams to be able to get momentum from the game today as they look at critical, critical opening SEC games and ACC games coming up. We are off and running. Special edition of College Sports Today. Dual locations. I'm Terry Norvell sitting in Arlington, Texas, where Florida and Michigan get it on in several hours. Our co-host, of course, Brent Beard in Atlanta covering Florida State and Alabama. We open it up to you as we go to break. If you're in the listening area, feel free to give us a call. 904-448-0930. Again, that number, 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty. Of course, more FSU Alabama talk, but we'll shift gears and jump over to Florida versus Michigan. Kind of looking at that game, the breakdown, what we think what will happen, and we'd love to hear from you. We again, we break on College Sports Today. Our number nine zero four 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 eight zero nine thirty. You're listening to College Sports Today on the TN Sports Network. Now it's College Sports Today, presented by HakoRoyal.com with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. It's just a little brighter outside. It just the air's fresher. It's just a better day all around today. The official kickoff of college football. Hi everybody, welcome to College Sports Today. Terry Norvell, right here in Arlington, Texas. Brent Beard, my co-host in Atlanta. We are covering the two huge games like nobody else. College Sports Today on the road. And I uh, want to thank all of our sponsors. Got to thank Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar, our location here in Arlington. Also want to th- thank my buddy uh, Namesh, 
who uh, owns uh, the local Boston's restaurant and sports bar in Jacksonville. That place will be crawling tonight. If you look for a place to watch ball tonight, go by and see Namesh and, and those folks at, at Boston's. I've had a great relationship with Namesh for years, and uh, he, he will be rolling it out tonight, today, all day. Uh, for college football, um, and then, uh, of course, all NFL season. Brent Beard joins me. I want to thank HakoRoyale.com. If you're looking for a Costa Rican vacation, uh, no matter what it is, you can't go wrong. Go to the website, HakoRoyale.com, J-A-C-O, HakoRoyale.com. Some housekeeping before we jump back into FSU Alabama and Florida, Michigan. Um, Yes, we will have our uh, high school football player of the week uh, a little bit later in the second hour and our coach's choice player of the week. Big night of high school football all over our listening audience in Ocala, Gainesville, and Jacksonville. I want to thank uh, the Beatrice team, Jeff Beatrice and his group. They they do a great job sponsoring that and, of course, Bold City Insurance. Uh, Brent, before we get back into breaking down the ball game, I have to um, say I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned right now. I mentioned we fire up the show here at Boston's. We get you on in Atlanta, and that door is open about 21 seconds before <laughs> two Michigan fans storm in here, okay? <laughs> two Michigan fans storm in here. I'm worried that might be a bad sign. And then, come to find out, my producer, Robert Aspinwall, who's helped me set up on the road, that's his two good friends, right? So right. I'm a little worried. Right now, it's 2-1 Michigan. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> sign. And, and uh, my, buddy, my buddy's fighting hard over there, but... Uh, 2-1. Uh, Brent, uh, uh, having a great time here. It's finally here. I know we yes. speak for people listening. Let me also real quick thank um, our producer on Sports Radio 930 in Jacksonville, um, Zach, who, who's with us every Saturday. He's done a great job with these broadcasts. Yes, Kevin is. Rizzo and, and the group. Also, Kevin Rizzo and the group down in Ocala and Gainesville. You know, the behind-the-scenes guys, um, man, uh, Brent, we got the easy part. You know, the behind-the-scenes guys – that, that get you on the air, be it radio or TV, those are the heroes, and we want to thank uh, those folks. Brent, let's stay with FSU Alabama real quick. Um, I'll throw it to you. Florida State's offensive line, still some movement, still some in, in, indecision, indecisiveness of, of where to put their five guys. Alabama's defensive line, conversely, I mean, it just rotates where the guys starting this year got about, you know, 70% of the playing time last year. Yes. Is that is that the game, and how do you see that playing out? Alabama's big, bad D-line, FSU's struggling offensive line coming off last year. That's the second key for me as far as the game is concerned, and frankly, Terry, I think that's the key for FSU season uh, is where is that going to be going at this point. And again, uh, as we mentioned, uh, Bavion Johnson was one of those guys yeah. that they were depending on, and now he's out for the year, unfortunately. I think they're fine at center with Alec Eberly. Uh, I believe he, he will do a good job. Uh, now, what I've been told is uh, at the center, the guards and Cole Minshew and Landon Dickerson are fine. The problem they've got is, and, and the, their questions are going to be the tackles uh, at this point, in, in A, uh, that, or, or they have to rotate those guys. How are they going to be able to deal with uh, the Alabama defensive line? So that's a situation. And, and frankly, I think, Terry, not only tonight, but also for the season, Rick Trick has got to play more players. Rick Trickett is your old-time, uh, old-school coach. He's, he's, done a, he's done a fine job wherever he's been. We get that. But at this point, they've got to be able to play some guys. Hopefully, Andrew Baselli from Jacksonville will get a little bit of that experience and some of that playing time, too. But there's no question that that, to me, that, that is your key matchup for the entire game. 
904-448-0930. That's the call-in number anywhere in the listening audience. Sports Radio 900 Ocala, Sports Radio 1230 uh, Gainesville, and Sports Radio uh, 900 uh, excuse me, 930 in Jacksonville, the flagship station of the University of Florida, by the way. You can also, if you can't call or if you're out of the market um, and you can't call that number, you can communicate uh, via um, Twitter with the show or um, email. Um, you can find all that on our website. Just go to collegesportstoday.net. Let's switch over to Florida, Michigan. Sure. Uh, Brent, we'll go back and forth. Um, Florida with the suspended players. Uh, Michigan, uh, a relatively quiet offseason uh, going into the ball game. Um, here's how I see Florida, and this is about a five or six, six or seven year, um, you know, proclamation. Florida this year has to somehow get playing on a level playing field. And let me explain that. Florida needs to quit playing on a when they're on offense on a 150 yard field and get back to a hundred yard <laughs> yeah. field. If you've watched Florida on offense and you have the last almost dozen years. It's so hard for the Gators on offense. It feels like they're playing on a 150-yard field, Brent. They've got to get chunk plays, and that's been the issue with the Florida offense, that they're not good enough to go right down the field in 12, 13 plays consistently, but they don't get any chunk plays. Somebody's got to start making plays that's not named Antonio Callaway or Jordan Scarlett. Uh, Well, what it seems like, Terry, is they're always second and 15, right? Oh, oh. That, that that's the problem that you've got with this team. Although I, I will still say, I still think this team offensively, when they get all the pieces together, are going to be better than, than what we saw last year because you've got guys like Tyree Cleveland and Freddie Swain who have had good camps. Is this the year that Brandon Powell finally shows up and is able to do what we think he can? Dre Massey again, who missed all of last year, uh, he will he will be back. Uh, Kadevius Tony, uh, <laughs> who's a guy that we all want to see, I think that's going to be fascinating, Terry. What they do with him, they put him in a. Uh, yeah. in a wildcat, or they're certainly going to get the ball to him and let him go. And you, you add some of these playmakers along with the best offensive line that Jim McElwain has had so far, and this bunch has got some potential. Potential, but they haven't done it under the lights with 105,000 right. in, in the stadium, yes. uh, mil- millions watching, and that leads us to the starting quarterback, Felipe Franks, huge recruit, four-slash-five-star four if you go by the services. The kid uh, redshirted last year, committed to LSU, so he was he was talking to the big boys. I mean, he was a Power 5 recruit. Uh, comes from a tiny, tiny school down below Tallahassee Crawfordville. That's uh, that storyline probably number one. Is he a deer at headlights? Is he calm, cool, and collective? Is he somewhere in between? But can the Florida quarterback, whoever it is, play winning football and not play losing football, which it's been the last several years. Yes. Well, and Franks needs to make some plays. Now he's got a big arm. And and the question is, uh, he needs to be able to be careful with that arm and not trying to throw the the football through a brick wall all the time. Uh, But put some touch on it. Take your chances from time to time because you've got some guys who can get open down the field. Uh, he's 240 now, uh, so he's bigger and stronger. We're aware of that. He, he, he should have the offense down. Uh, now, my, my curiosity is, Terry, he, he's not going to be the only guy who will play unless he just lights I totally it agree. Uh, it, uh, they're going to play, uh, I don't know if they'll play three, but they're certainly going to play two. And the question is, who's number two at this point? Uh, will that be Malik Zaire 
or now Terry, you and I've been doing this long enough to know coaches are basically conservative. The guy in a they game are. like that, the guy in the game like this, that, that he may put in because he knows the offense better than anybody else is Luke Del Rio. Now I'm sure some of our Gator fans just, just, uh, went Good off job, the road. Right? You, you just, yeah. you just, you just turned a lot of listeners off right now. Good job. Uh, but, but but here's here's the reality of that, and, and this is what you'll see is number one, he's healthy, he's five and one. I'm not saying Luke Del Rio is a great quarterback, but what I'm saying is we know we know the conservative nature of coaches and they trust these guys who know the offense. So don't be shocked, Terry, if he walks on the field at some point. If your theory holds true, then in my opinion, we will see three because I think no yes. matter what happens today, I think and it's my opinion, but I could I, I kind of see the tea leaves setting up. Right. If, if Franks came out and was ten for his first ten, mm-hmm. I think somewhere in that second or third series, and I think this will play out all year that Malik Zaire is going to get that football yeah. game. I think he'll. Right. I, right. Now, if he becomes a starter, of course he's the starter. But sure. even if Malik Zaire never starts a game, I, I'm a firm uh, the firm believer that. Provided he stays healthy, he'll play a minimum of ten snaps every every single game. Well, see the thing that the thing that you've got Zaire, and this goes back to your baseball days, is when you bring him out of the pen, you've got a different pitcher. Yeah. And, and, the, and the thing we mean by that is Zaire is a run pass option threat that you probably don't have in Felipe Franks, or at least you don't have it to the point uh, that, that, that you've got in Zaire. So uh, the, the question is, if, if in, he would be so much more effective if Franks comes in and is able to light it up a little bit in the beginning, and then you bring a, kind of a different type guy. Uh, to Terry, how, number one, how effective was that during your baseball days when you saw kind of a different guy? And I think that would make a difference today. Well, Brent, what you're looking for, uh, and I'll use the baseball analogy, is a different release point. It's called uh, in absolutely. baseball, it's called a different release point. You change the batter's eye, you change the uh, other team's lineup's yes. eye. You, you've had an over the top, you know, flamethrower sure. with hard stuff. Well, you want to change the eye sometime. All you have to do right. is so, sometime to get the other team off a little bit. You know, you bring in a three quarter lefty that's throwing, you know, 81 as his fastball, not 94. You change the eye, you know, change the, the, the view. And uh, that that's the philosophy, I think. Uh, quickly, Brent, uh, we're, we're about up against our next break. But um, I want to talk about Florida, Michigan on the other side. Um, and the preface will be street fight. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll explain and get your thoughts on um, how, where a street fight will come in, possibly in this game, and how it will affect Florida versus Michigan. Cruising along, don't forget now, extra half hour on the program. We'll go 10 until 12.30, then we'll hand it off to the Gator uh, Radio Network. So an extra half hour today on this special broadcast of College Sports Today. We are live in Atlanta and Arlington, Texas. We're covering the two huge games like no one else. We want to thank HacoRoyale.com as we break. Again, if you're planning a, a bachelor party, a corporate retreat, a good solid family vacation, or a bunch of people just getting away, a bunch of friends looking to have a good time for some R&R, you can't go wrong in Costa Rica, and you can't go wrong with HacoRoyale.com. Check out the website, J-A-C-O. That's how you spell HacoRoyale.com. Break time, College Sports Day, cruising along on the official, we'll call it, kickoff of College Uh, football Saturday right here on the TN Sports Network. And now back to College Sports Today, presented by HakoRoyal.com. How about that? 
oh-so-familiar Alabama fight song. Yay, Alabama, it's called, I do believe. Welcome back to a special edition of College Sports Day. Terry Norvell, I am set up in Arlington, Texas, where one of the two big games to kick off the college football season will take place uh, 2.30 Central Time, uh, 3.30 Eastern. Brent Beard, my co-host, in Atlanta, where tonight... Prime time, FSU Alabama, get it on. I want to thank our sponsors. They uh, stepped up and got us on the road. Uh, Master Lube, uh, Brad Miller and his group, Superior Roofing and Restoration. Again, Superior Roofing and Restoration. The Beatros team, of course, they sponsor our high school athletes of the week. The Beatros team, Complete Home Realty, and, of course, their insurance division, Bold City Insurance, Lakeview Health, those good friends over there um, in Jacksonville. Wonderful facility um, to treat uh Alcohol, alcohol or drug addiction. It's in Northeast Florida. It is a uh, facility where people come from all over the country. It's that well-renowned Lakeview Health in Jacksonville. And, of course, uh, Change the Face of Depression, the foundation, uh, Change the Face of Depression. Check out their website. They're doing wonderful things in our community. Change the Face of Depression, uh, a wonderful foundation uh, that is uh, one of our sponsors on the road. Uh I want to also thank uh, Dylan Denmark, our uh, intern, Brent. I know you uh, echo the thoughts, uh, has Absolutely. done a great job all week helping us, you know, get on the road and get all set up. Uh, before we get back to Florida uh, and Michigan, the street fight, we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines, 904-448-0930, your thoughts on today's action and uh, where you think it will go. We'd love to hear from you. I want to say a, a special shout-out to both of our good friends. Uh, you hear us talk about and, and talk basketball with John Ponytail, uh, Davidson, um, we tell you what a super, just a, just a good human being. Brent, uh, as much as he loves college football, I, I'm, I'm hearing through you that he might not be uh, with his cowboy boots up front watching a, a TV set today. Talk about him real quick where he's at. He is in New or- He is in Houston helping out. Uh, and look, anybody right now who is uh, have the capability of being able to help the folks in Houston, uh, if you can go, if you can send a donation, there are numerous ways in order to do that. So certainly on social media, be careful. Make sure you find a legitimate one. But we appreciate John very much. Uh, his, his love for certainly college basketball, too. So we wanted to give him a shout-out. And, and the folks who are out there still praying for that group uh, as, as the water subside and they rebuild their life. But uh, uh, really appreciate John being able to be out there and help during this week. I totally concur, totally concur in our show. We are uh, 100% behind everything you just said, Brent. And we're thinking about uh, we're, we're fairly close to Houston here in, in uh, Arlington, Texas. And uh, our thoughts have been with them, of course, since the tragedy um, hit. Street fight, Michigan and Florida. Uh, Brent, I, I think ten, this afternoon, um, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, they would love it to be a ground and pound. If Michigan can control one, one and a half or two lines of scrimmage, I think Harbaugh and his squad, they would love to, to turn it into a punch you in the mouth. And if you can't stop us gaining four and a half yards, it's going to be a long day for Florida. I think Michigan would love a street fight. Conversely, Florida wants a quote-unquote pretty game. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I would. But also, I will, and I do agree with that, uh, but I do will also say, uh, Terry, you know, Florida needs some tough yardage, i.e., go, go back to last year when they played LSU, that I think this is the offensive line um, led – uh, by Martez Ivy, that could probably do that. Uh, and finally, they've got the numbers on the offensive line where they can really come uh, come to fruition. T.J. McCoy, Tyler Jordan, who is from Jacksonville, obviously. Uh, and, and again, uh, you, you, uh, Jordan Scarlett, to me, would have made a huge difference in this game. He's not there 
who is going to come through uh, at this point at running back and, and be able to help. And, and if they can get one of these guys, P. Ryan is a possibility. Uh, Mark Thompson is another. If he can hang on to the ball, uh, I think that's going to be important. And, and again, I think I think what you also see, Terry, is some of these young guys, uh, as far as the Gators are concerned, uh, to, to be able to help them. So, uh, no, I, th- I think your analysis is good, but I think if Florida does need and have moments of street fighting with this offensive line, they could do that this year. Yeah, Florida can't just get you know held up by their hair and punched by Michigan in the face. Florida's right. going to have to, no. to, to, to turn it. But right, if it's what I call, and I don't mean don't correlate pretty with soft, but Florida yes. wants a pretty game, you know? And if it's a pretty game, and, and if it turns into an up and down the field, I don't know. You know, Michigan replaced so many starters. I don't know if Michigan wants to win a uh, 34-30 ball game. I don't think they sure. would be, feel comfortable. I think Michigan um, and Harbaugh, uh, they've got experience at quarterback, but everything else is pretty new around them. I think Michigan would love to keep this game in the high teens, high to mid-teens, and say, hey, I think we can uh, turn it into a street fight and win this thing 17-14 or, or 14-10. Uh, I think Florida, by the end of the year, may be able to do a little bit of both. Yes. Uh, and I think both do well. I think what they may want right now, Terry, is seven-on-seven seven football. Yeah. Uh, it's what it is. And Which is a pretty seven, game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you can get seven-on-seven seven football. And, and again, uh, I was uh, looking on Twitter a minute ago. Steve Spurrier had an interesting point a few minutes ago to talk about Felipe Franks. He said the thing he likes about Franks is he played soccer in high school, and he's got good footwork. So that's one thing to keep in mind with Franks. He's not clumsy back there. Manny stretched the imagination from the all-ball coach. I thought that, that that was an interesting point. But at the same time, who is going to come through for 7-on-7 seven seven football if you don't have Antonio Callaway? Yeah, that's a great point. When I say a pretty game, Florida likes yes. if you're – Playing, as you said, seven on seven, that means, and you always hate to say that the skill position because the offense and defense alignment are skilled players. They, they just do it differently. But you're right. If it turns into a skilled position, seven on seven-ish game, I think Florida likes their chances, even yeah. with the two aforementioned starters, Callaway and, uh, and Scarlett, um, uh, out of the out of the uh, ball game. By the way, if you need any information on the show, if you need uh, to to listen on iHeartRadio anywhere, podcast. If you need to contact the show via Twitter, email, um, or even our, our call in number, you can always at any time go to collegesportstoday.net. That's the place for all the information, all the social media information. Collegesportstoday.net. Our call in line, our hot call in line for our entire listening audience in Northeast Central Florida is nine zero four 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 eight zero nine thirty. Again, programming note. Two things. We'll go an extra half hour today on the show. We'll take it till 1230 and then hand everything over to the Gator Radio Network for Gator pregame. And tomorrow, the debut edition. Mark this down, college fans. We we <laughs> debut this show tomorrow for you, the college fan, to have an outlet on Sunday. Tomorrow, the debut edition of College Football Sunday Sound Off. Two hours, same time slot, 10 to noon. Two hours all college football season long for you, the fan, to have an outlet, to have a voice on NFL Sunday. We're going to carve out two hours. College football Sunday sound off debuts tomorrow, Mr. Brent Beard. Uh, and to Terry, we'll, we'll get into this uh, as the show goes along too, but obviously we've been covering these two gargantuan games. There are other games uh, that, that that we need to touch on that sure. are incredibly crucial in the league. The Tennessee-Georgia Tech game on Monday night is – 
I think unbelievably important for Butch Jones in Tennessee because they do come to Gainesville in a couple of weeks. Uh, you've got LSU and BYU uh, that are, is not going to be played in Houston. It will be played in New Orleans. And then tomorrow night, um, and boy, Hemet's going to be on the losing coach for this one, Terry. Texas A&M goes to UCLA. Talked to an A&M beat writer earlier in the week who said – that get this that in a game of this magnitude, A&M may be starting a freshman quarterback behind a freshman center. Oh my! So if that happens, that that will be Kellen Mond. I'm not on saying the, that that it, that it would on the road and on the road, the road at UCLA on, about two thousand miles from home. By the way, yes. on the road with national TV. I'm glad you got there. We wanted to get some of the uh, uh, other important under the radar games. You hit a lot of them, and and you talk about uh, a great springboard for these under-the-radar game winning teams. Right. And, I mean, conversely, the you talk about the gargantuan pothole to start the season. Uh, man, if Tennessee can't get by Georgia Tech, and I don't know if they do, another lineman's right. out for Tennessee, that will turn it up on Butch Jones even hotter. Um, NC State, South Carolina, boy, the winner of that game thinks they've got a real crack at having a do. special season. The loser, you know, a lot of people are just going to say, um, well – here they go again. You know, they're going to be a five, six, seven loss team. Um, some other games that, that that may not be of national importance, but does Kentucky need to go on the road and to pay Southern back Miss, Southern yes. Miss? They got Absolutely. routed. Uh, the, the final score was nine last year. Southern Miss went into Lexington and won by nine, but it wasn't that close. Kentucky has to go win that game at Hattiesburg. Vanderbilt, how about this? Vanderbilt. Yes. They've got their hands full at Middle Tennessee State. Vanderbilt, yes. if they're where they're, they think they are, Vandy needs to go win that game, Brent. There are no excuses in that game. And you've got Ralph Well back. Kyle Shermer, I think, will be fine. Uh, they don't have Cunningham anymore at, at linebacker. But they, but you know with the Derrick Mason team that, that, that they are going to play well uh, and, and on defense. And, and Terry, another important game that's only uh, about an hour from where I am Georgia tonight with Appalachian State cannot sleep on Appalachian State and be dreaming about going to Touchdown Jesus next week yeah. to play Notre yeah. Dame in a in a in a game that's as important for Notre Dame as it is for Georgia. So uh, it, we're talking about all kinds of springboards here. And look, as big as these games are where you and I are, and and as big as some of these games, it's just one of twelve, and, and that's what these coaches yeah. are looking at. And, and and to me, that the important thing is. It would, would be the momentum uh, that, that you carry out of a, a game like this because uh, uh, we mentioned Georgia playing Notre Dame, uh, Florida playing uh, in Tennessee, and also FSU playing Miami. So today is a springboard for a lot of these teams we're talking about. And, and call me crazy, Brent. I've got my, my games here under the radar games. You mentioned Notre Dame. I've scratched down Temple. Versus Notre Dame, Temple yes. was ten. Yes. Temple was ten and four last year, right. seven and one in conference. Notre Dame was four and eight. Notre yes. Dame can't. Notre Dame's going to win that game more than likely, but they don't need to go stub their toe and have an ugly performance trying to say they're back from four really? and eight. And and Kelly says he's back. Um, I wrote that game down. Temple, Notre yes. Dame. Let's uh, let's get to another break here. Reset where we're at. Special show. Remember now. Uh, I, w- I want to let our listening audience know, all over our area of Northeast Central Florida, we go an extra half hour today. We'll take the show from 10 until 1230 today, and then we'll split, obviously, um, 
our uh, our network up, our, our good folks on Sports Radio 900 in Ocala, our good folks listening on Sports Radio 1230 in Gainesville at 1230, they will head to Fox Sports Saturday. So um, enjoy that, Fox Sports Saturday. Then, obviously, our folks listening in on our network on uh, Sports Radio 930 in Jacksonville, they will transition. You listeners will transition at 1230. Now, we'll go an extra hour or half hour, excuse me, at 1230. The Jacksonville listening audience will go to Gator um, Radio Network. So Fox Sports Saturday and Gator Radio Network. Brent, it's one of those days. It's a good thing as we go to break. There's so much stuff to get to. <laughs> I don't it even is. think the extra half hour is going to do it. But really? as, as we break, I mentioned I'm here in Arlington, Texas. Brent, you're in uh, Atlanta. We're covering the two big games live in the uh, host cities. And I mentioned how the two Michigan fans stormed in. Well, <laughs> to make it even more important, uh, uh, impressive, a lot of people may say, well, what do you mean storming in? You're, um, uh, what, what's the big deal? 10 o'clock at a sports bar on a Saturday. Keep in mind, um, it was 9 o'clock here. We're yeah, at Central yeah. Time, Central time. And, that's and right. that, uh, as I see some good old Jacksonville Gators rolling in, but that's impressive. Those Michigan fans stormed in at at that at that early date, and they already got food down. The food is down. These <laughs> Michigan fans are are stern, but we just had let's see four good Gators roll up in here, led by um, former Jacksonville native Barry Thomas and his son Lane Thomas. So uh, Gators finally outnumbered the Michigan fans, and uh, maybe that's a better sign. Brent Beard. Um, we'll take a quick break here. Um, we'll take a quick break here on the show. Again, live in two locations, and uh, we're so happy to bring you this special programming. College Sports Day continues. Our call-in number, if you want to voice your opinion, what will happen on this first Saturday, we'd love to hear from you, 904-448-0930. Cruising a long way to go here on College Sports Day. You're listening to the TN Sports Network. College Sports Today rolls on, presented by HakoRoyal.com on the College Sports Today radio network. Hour number one, special broadcast on the road in uh, Arlington, Texas, and also Atlanta, Georgia. College Sports Today taking it on the road for the first big, big, big Saturday of college football. We are at Boston's Restaurant and Sports Grill in Arlington. Uh, again, I want to thank uh, Namesh, the owner of Boston's in Jacksonville. He he's, uh, did a great job uh, helping me get this uh, broadcast set up here in Texas. Uh, Namesh runs and uh, owns and operates the Boston's in Jacksonville. They will be they're open right now, I guarantee, and they're rolling people in, getting ready for for college football all day. So special thanks to Namesh and the folks at Boston's in Jacksonville as we're set up in Arlington, Texas. I mentioned Brent a moment ago. We had uh, four more. Uh, Gators roll in. This is a, a, an Atlanta Jacksonville mixture, and uh, uh, I look at this this uh, this uh, motley crew that rolled in. Again, they're a mixture <laughs> of Atlanta and Jacksonville. So we got yeah. you know, this this group. I I I know uh, three of them for a long time, and then then the fourth is a 15 year old Lane Thomas, who I'm hoping I'm hoping he's running that show because yes, if, if, if he's not <laughs> Katie bar the door so <laughs> sometime you gotta have the 10th grader call the shots so, so, so what you're saying is there needs to be an adult in that group somewhere is that is that correct yeah there needs to be an adult in that group but we're gonna have to, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna go with the 10th grader and call him yeah, uh, right. he's, he's mature beyond his years yeah, so we can only, yeah. only uh only hope. Brent, um, Atlanta, Georgia, the whole whole area obviously has got to be just stirring. Uh, obviously, we, we, we've uh, been on Florida, Michigan for a moment. Let's get back to Florida State uh, and, and Alabama. Um, 
the the brand new stadium. I mean, this thing was the perfect storm. One versus three. I wish it was one versus two, but one versus yes. three. It's easily, no matter what happens on the field, going into the game, easily the biggest college football opener ever. Uh, you yeah. know, yes. Atlanta, which is you know, ca- call it what you. Atlanta is the 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 heart of college football. It's grown into really the heart of college football. The SEC championship game is there, and then you mix in this monstrous new stadium. I got to believe that 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 whole state, but the, the area of Atlanta is just on fire right now for this game. Well, and to tell you, Terry, how how big this Mercedes-Benz Stadium is, if you could pick up uh, the, um, <laughs> the the and they're they're next door to each other, uh, is what folks need to realize when they when they come to Atlanta. But you could set the old one inside the new one. I mean, that's how big it is uh, at this point, which is absolutely amazing. And the other thing that you've got going on is uh, you've got the College Football Hall of Fame is here. Uh, You've also got, uh, as Terry mentioned, the SEC Championship game. Uh, And, uh, Terry, I will not be surprised at all, and I'm sure you won't either, that if they start moving SEC media days around that at some point it does end up in Atlanta. You know, Brent, this may be way down there. I totally agree with that. That SEC media days probably should be in Atlanta, just the, the 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 airport of all airports that can handle all the traffic, this and that. I'm not so sure. It may not be in our lifetime, but I could see the entire SEC headquarters moving to Atlanta. It just makes so much logistical sense, just moving everything um, to to Atlanta. Uh, there's been, there's been a little bit of talk about that, but. But uh, we shall see. But um, FSU, Alabama, why couldn't that have been 10 years ago, one versus three, when that game was roughly right at 10 years ago, played in in Jacksonville? It was. 10 years ago, and I know that's a long time, but the two programs were floundering at the time. Nick Saban was was brand new, taking over a broken Alabama program, frankly. You know, they had gone through the the DeBose, the the Shula, and, and, uh, you know, Florida State was trying to finally hand it off to um, the next guy, but you know you, you still had the Bowden uh, situation, who who stayed on way too long, and yes. you know so so talk about that perspective. Ten years ago, they were trying to piece it together with with both programs, Alabama and FSU, trying to piece it together with with super glue and tape. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you had the transition from Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher that was slowly going on. And, and, and if folks were at that game, it wasn't the opener. It was later on in the season in September when that happened. But the winning quarterback for FSU, Xavier Lee, uh, who Terry, uh, Terry before and after that game, virtually did nothing. Yeah, I did mean, nothing. I mean, absolutely did nothing. Huge uh, recruits. Yes. Huge recruits, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And Brent, the game, I mean, obviously it was in Jacksonville. The game was uh, aesthetically looked like where the programs were at. It was, yes. I want to say, 21-14, yes. and it was just kind of a blah, blah, blah. It was too, it was a pillow fight because the programs were yes. really coming out of a bad era. Florida State right. trying to shake off, and this is terrible to say. I love Bobby Bowden, but Florida State was trying to shake out of the shackles of the Bowden too long, you know, hanging on too long. And in Alabama, you know, they finally made the right hire. They had, they had made some yes. wrong hires. And, and frankly, we went over to Alabama, the 35 years post-Bear Bryant, they've had seven coaches, if you don't count Mike Price, who never actually coached, right. and, right. and, and really made four or five bad hires during that yeah. period. 
Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Gene Stallings was easily the most successful one uh, who won an SEC uh, and national championship involved with that. Ray Perkins, if he had stayed, uh, the, the immediate hire after Bear Bryant, may have done some, some pretty good things. And then you have uh, Mike DuBose, who amazingly was able to beat Florida twice in the same year. I'll never how understand that? how that happened. In 1999, and then in 2000, he gets fired. Um, and, and at that point, um, so it, it. And then you had Mike Price, who was there for about a month, <laughs> and then yeah. he got in trouble. It, obviously, he got in trouble with off the field issues. How we say, Terry? Yeah. But uh, you know, it, you know, um, that was one of you know what hiring Mike Shula was a stretch, and it, it it backfired. And you know what, they might deserve that. Debose was Debose was there. Ron Zook, you know, uh, um, they, they probably deserve that. But the Mike Price hire on on paper and on the surface, yes. I mean, yes. I, I think Alabama people, they, they thought, you know what? Dennis Erickson came from that part of the country, right. and, and he was right. the right hire at Miami and, and won a title or two at Miami. And, uh, you know, it just, just didn't work out. But it just goes to show college football – the right guy who is basically the CEO, the CFO, yes. Yes. He's, he's the everything, so he's got to be the right guy. You can hire, we talked about this, Brent, as we're up against a, a break here. We'll, we'll go ahead and get this in real quick. You can maybe have an average NFL coach, but there are so many other irons in the fire. If you got a great GM, if you got right. a great player personnel guy, if you got a great scouting department, it can kind of bring along an average coach. Hey, college football, you wear all the hats. It's your program. No you got to be the right guy in place. Yeah, yeah. And remember that Mike Price hire, he had taken Washington State to the Rose Bowl sure. just short, shortly before he was sure. hired. And, and then to show you uh, how important it was for that Saban hire, uh, the, it, 07 was a nightmare because of the textbook scandal. People may forget about that. Uh, they did have a signature win over Tennessee, but, but the year after that, they were in the SEC championship game yeah. losing to Tim Tebow and then won the national championship two years in uh, and, and 09 yeah. after that 07 season. So you get the right hire to Terry. You can do things in a short amount of time. And sometimes you get the uh, you get the wrong guy that wins a few games that makes it the wrong guy a little bit longer. And, and, and you mentioned, uh, gosh, that one year Alabama was ranked in the top five with Freddie Millens and all those guys, and it yep, just went right. south um, in, a, in a hurry. But, boy, getting the right guy in place is so critical in college football. And, I mean, you just look around. You just look around at the, the people that fumbled the right hire, and, yes. and they pay the price. And, 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 and not pulling the trigger on the wrong guy at the right time. I hope you get that. Not pulling the trigger right, on the right. wrong guy at the right time. See Will Muschamp probably yes. uh, had one too many years, and, and you could go on and on and on. But if you don't pull the trigger on the wrong guy at the right time, that'll bury you for three or four more years. We, uh, we're wrapping up uh, hour number one. Let me reset the stage. We'll go an extra half hour uh, all across the network. So uh, we'll take it to 1230 in Jacksonville, Gainesville, and Ocala. Special broadcast, College Sports Today on the road. One of our hosts, me, Terry Norrell in Arlington, Texas, and Brent Beard in Atlanta covering the two big games like nobody else is covering them. One hour down, still an hour a half to go here on the program. It's College Sports Today. You're listening to the T in Sports Network. 
College Sports Today is on the air. Gators, Knolls, Dogs, and Canes are front and center. If you want your SEC and ACC fix, you've come to the right place. If college sports is your thing, then welcome to your nirvana. You can be part of the show by calling 904-448-0930. That's 904-448-0930. Or by hitting the guys up on Twitter at College Sports T1. Now it's College Sports presented by HakoRoyal.com. College Sports Today with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. We are opening up hour number two, College Sports Today, on the road in two locations, not one but two. Brent Beard in Atlanta. I'm Terry Norvell in Arlington, Texas. Huge games coming up in a little over three hours, I guess, things will get started. Um, in Atlanta uh, tonight, things will get started. Florida State, Alabama, the primetime game. Florida, Michigan. Gosh, that's your appetizer on a wonderful Saturday. Um, actually, college football extended weekend. Brent Beard joins me. I'm Terry Norvell. Uh, tomorrow, college football Sunday. Sound off the debut edition tomorrow. So mark that down. You've got a place to listen to uh, also vent to talk college football on Sunday. Tomorrow, college football Sunday. Sound off 10 until noon right here. Same time slot on Sunday. You heard the uh, Social media uh, contacts for the show. If you missed anything social media-wise, you can also jump on our uh, web uh, page to uh, uh, hook up and listen to iHeartRadio. Listen to the show via iHeartRadio podcast. Listen Live button is on there if you can uh, get to that. Twitter, email, go to collegesportstoday.net. collegesportstoday.net for all social media information around our program. You can reach Brent Beard, myself. Uh, find advertising information if you want to put your uh, product or service on the air. There's an advertising uh, tab. You can see how you can get um, on the air here on our show, which covers uh, uh, about 25% of the state of Florida uh, on three sports stations and seven total stations for the advertising piece of that. Florida, Michigan, Brent Beard. Uh, let's get it back to the Gators and the Wolverines. We've talked scenarios. We've talked things that might happen from Michigan's point of view. They want a street fight. Florida's point of view, you made a great point. Florida wants kind of a seven-on-seven pretty, quote-unquote, pretty game. Not soft game, but pretty game. Sure. Okay, perspective number 99 as we're a few hours away. What if things about three-quarters of a mile from where I'm sitting right now inside Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, Cowboy Stadium, whatever they call that big monstrosity, what if things don't go real well for Florida? What if it's a bad afternoon for the Gators? Quarterback plays shoddy. Michigan overpowers them. McIlwain's opening up year three. Michigan lost 17, maybe 18 starters, senior starters, right. early early uh, entries into the NFL. With all that said, what if things don't go well for Florida and they're playing that type of Michigan. If Florida, and I know the stuff's happened to Florida's program, but if Florida can't go out and beat a Michigan team that has, you know, 17, 18 new starters, where is the program? Where is the program? Well, in with all the four teams that, that we're mainly talking about today, three of those teams have got solid coaches, and they're going to be there yeah. for a while. And, and, and people are still trying to figure out, is Jim McElwain the guy? No, no, look, I still think he is. I, I still think that this guy, anytime you can you can get a team that's had the limitations that they have had two times in a row in the SEC championship game, that's your goal. When you start the season, the only thing you can control is to have a chance to go to the SEC championship game. But on to your question, 
which is a good one. If if this is thirty-five to ten, yes. it, 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 at this point, um, now if you're going to lose for Florida right now, here's the main question: is the last thing in the world you want thirty-five to ten, and it looks like Treon Harris. Who, by the way, was the winning quarterback over ten with Tennessee State over Georgia uh, Georgia State a few nights ago? But uh, the thing you want in Florida, Terry, is Florida fans can go back to Jacksonville in the state of Florida if they lose 28-24, 32-30, or something of that nature, which would mean the offense is on track and it looks much better, and they would feel better about this team if, 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 they, if they score 14 points or less and, yeah. and they say, well, we're going through the same thing, that's when the questions really start and how much pressure would be on this team going to the Tennessee game. Yeah, you, you would really have to start asking some of those questions, you know, if Florida got routed in this game. You know, if, the, if Florida gets routed in this game, and yes. this table, uh, the closest table to me, I don't know if you could hear the word, I, when I was saying where would Florida be and yep. what, what should this program do if, if it's an ugly day for the Gators, Yes, four or five of these good Gators over here were, were throwing around the F word, fire yeah. him. Yeah, That F, that F word, fire him, you yeah. know. And, and some of them, I think, mean – as he's walking off the field here in, 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 in Arlington, for God's sakes. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's a legitimate uh, talking point that three years in, if Florida was to stink it up today, I mean, Gator Nation won't, won't be happy. I mean, I don't think Gator Nation thinks they should be a Final Four team, but I think Gator Nation thinks it should start looking better. It, it really should start looking better. Well, it, look, look, in my when you look at, at where they are, they have Jim McWayne has never been able to get much momentum. They had momentum with Will Greer, and then he goes with the PDs, and then he's suspended. And by the way, Will Greer starting for West Virginia in that incredible game tomorrow night against Virginia yeah. Tech. We'll touch on that as it goes. And then you get this situation where you got 10 guys who are suspended because they wanted to see if they could circumvent the system. The, the 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 reality for me is that, oh I don't think there's any doubt they've got to show some improvement but I think improvements on the way I think they've got good coaches that uh, they they're recruiting much better because they're recruiting South Florida and 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 I want to you know you want to tell people to be patient but I know there's not a lot of patience but still Terry you've got if you're Mac Wayne you've got to have some equity from being in the SEC championship game for two two years in a row and and I think that and and as mad and angry as they would be he's got some equity that he would deserve yeah. from from being in Atlanta two years in a row we've got Jack on the line from Jacksonville let's see if we can dial Jack up here on the program college sports day hi Jack you're on the air with Brent Beard and Terry Norvell go ahead buddy good morning Terry how are you guys out there we're, hey, doing, uh, we're doing well in Arlington I think Brent's doing well in Atlanta all right, good. Uh, day one, strap it up. Let's get let's get it going. I got nice. uh, I got three predictions. I say Georgia. Uh, the line is fourteen. I say they cover by twenty four. Uh, I say FSU covers the six against Bama, six and a half, whatever it is. But I think Florida uh, gets beat by Michigan by ten. I will call okay. in in the morning. I know you guys won't remember that, but I will own up to it and tell you how I did. Okay, uh, we're gonna make you make you write that down. Okay, you write those three <laughs> predictions down. So we, you yeah. think it's a, a good day for for Georgia? I'll tell you, uh, Jack. Thank you very much for the call. We'll comment on those yes. those those uh, 
uh, topics. Uh, Jordan, have a good one. Have a good one, point win. I think he said, and, and thank you, Jack. I think he said he predicts a 24-point win for Georgia over App State. Boy, that would be a shot in the arm for Georgia's oh, program. Uh, I mean, I mean, App State plays good football. App, yeah, App State, they and, they play, and they play awkward football. You yeah. know, they, 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 they ask Tennessee and, 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 and ask some other teams, but App State plays well. Um, he liked Alabama, I guess. Uh, no, FSU to cover, so FSU to lose yes. in a good good game. And then he thinks Florida you know, may go down by about 10. But, boy, uh, comment on the Georgia. If Georgia got by App State by 24 or more, I think that's a good, good sign for Bulldog Nation. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And see, with the Georgia game, uh, what we need to keep in mind is this is the same App State team minus a few players that probably should have beat Tennessee on, th- on the first Thursday night. Uh, I mean, Josh Dobbs is going into the end zone or, or just outside the end zone. Terry fumbles the ball. The ball rolls into the end zone. Tennessee recovers, and they're able to win the game. So, uh, you know, obviously that this is the – I believe it's the 10-year anniversary of App State beating Michigan, as I a matter of fact. So, so how ironic would that be? Georgia tonight, they need better play from Jacob Eason. Uh, you know what you can get from Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Terry Godwin needs to step up. At receiver, uh, Nicole Lee or Nicole Hardman. It's going to be fascinating to see what he does. But, but Terry, the thing you also want to know is 10 guys come back on that on that defense. Uh, will, will that defense be better than they were last year? Yeah, and, and you mentioned um, you mentioned Georgia. Boy, uh, you know, if they get a little momentum going now, you know, I, I'm Absolutely. not sold on Georgia, but if Georgia gets a little momentum going right. – um, and, you know, and if they roll into Jacksonville, not fearing, yes. you know, yes. not they've rolled in fearing what's going to happen. So uh, let's Absolutely. see if we can squeeze Bob in. He's calling us um, on the uh, call-in line. Bob, real quick, go ahead and make your point. Uh, Terry and Brent, in the preseason, Michigan's been uh, the favorite seven, seven and a half points this morning. Latest line, four and a half. What do the bookies know that we don't know? Okay, Bob, thank you very much. Keep your ears on. And, and, and Brent, um, you may be more of the Las Vegas guy than I am, but um, I think, real quick, does that mean people are betting? Yes. Which, which, what does that mean, Brent? I'm not a big gambling guy. Well, I'm not either. But it's but, gone down. Michigan was favored yes. by a bigger number than right. they are now. Is that people betting on Florida? Uh, or, or I think what I think the Florida and all the the players being suspended, especially with Jordan Scarlett, that uh, that what that tells me is uh, that that's affected that line is what it is what it is. So more uh, people I think, think it, Michigan's going to win. Yeah. Yes, which you which you would think. Okay, uh, Bob, thank you very much. I guess we kind of answered that. Well, I mean, um, as we go to break, Brent, wouldn't that be what you expect? If that's what happened with that line, and again, I'm not a gambling kind of uh, line guy, but you got to believe in the last three or four days, if there's any line movement, it's people going, wow, Florida's uh, got a much less chance to yeah. uh, to win that game. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, Brent, on the other side. The attitude, because a lot of Gator Nation is saying, well, it's going to be the same LSU attitude. Well, I want to address that. The, 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 the okay, us against the, the, the world mentality, uh, that's going to help Florida. You hear that a little bit. That's going to help Florida. They're going to ba- circle the wagons. We'll talk about that on the other side. Terry Norvell, Brent Beard, uh, coming to you from two separate cities. That's how big today is, college sports today, on the road in two separate cities. I'm set up in Arlington, Texas. Brent Beard is in uh, Atlanta. Uh, for the two big games, FSU Alabama and, of course, Florida Michigan. We're covering both uh, better than anybody, I guarantee you that. We've got a long way to go. Extended show, 30 extra minutes today on the program all across the network. College Sports Today continues on the TN Sports Network. 
And now it's College Sports Today, presented by HakoRoyal.com with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. Welcome back to College Sports Today, cruising along extended hours. We go an extra half hour across the network for this huge Saturday of college football, Florida, Michigan, in Arlington. Brent Beard is set up in Atlanta for FSU, uh, Alabama. Brent, Brent, before we get into the, uh, the the topic of Florida's mentality, I want to get into that a little bit here on the other side. Uh, remind people, phone lines open 904-448-0930. So we're, I'm sitting here in Arlington in, in the, the Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar uh, in Arlington, Texas. Gator fans uh, at, a, at a table near me. And, you know, Michigan fans, they rolled in first and uh, polite, shake my hand, say nice things. <laughs> and, you know, they, they've ordered, they've paid. Right. They, I can kind of see them, yes, Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. They're real nice. It's Gator fans screaming across. Turn the TVs <laughs> up. The Gators are on. Hey, hey, hey Barkeep, bar what are you doing? Turn the TV up. The Gators are on. Goodness <laughs> gracious, Brent. What are we going to do with these guys? That's tremendous. Well, by, by the way, I, I give our buddy Brady Ackerman credit for this. Okay. Felipe, Felipe Franks, the first redshirt freshman quarterback to start a season opener for the Gators since – Kyle Morris, an eighty-eight. How about that? And and that, I want trying to think way back because I'm so old I can remember all those yeah, games. Yeah, to a degree, but the Alzheimer gets in. Uh, was that against Ole Miss? Was that against Ole Miss? That might have been Ole Miss. Ed Florida lost that Ole Miss opener. So, uh, Brent, with, with, with the Gators, we tease a little bit. Uh, you're you're certainly hearing, you know from a lot of people in Gator Nation, their thought on the game, you know what, all this adversity, it's bringing that team together. They're going to band together. They're going to step up. They're going to man up. You, you've heard that. You, you hear that. Sure. Much, much sure. like the depleted Florida team that went to Baton Rouge. They were depleted. They had lost players. They were down to the, you know second and third players on the depth chart. Brent, I'm setting it up for Gator Nation is using that a lot and saying that's Florida's going to, they're just, and they might, Brent. But the the concern is that's the exception, not the rule. If it was that easy, you would cause controversy every week sure. around your program. Controversy is not a good thing, you know. And issues, negative issues, are not a good thing. You may overcome them. See the LSU game last year, but Brent, you get where I'm coming from, and and yes, uh, yes. and um, uh, we'll get to the caller here here in a moment. Um, uh, Mike, hang tight, but controversy and us against the world if it was that easy coaches would constantly create us against the world it, it may work out see the lsu game a year ago but what's the stuff that's gone on around the florida program in the last three or four weeks is never a good thing the no. negative stuff no no and the problem is uh i think two things here one uh, of the 10 players who've been suspended uh, I mean, let's be honest. You, you've got a, you've really out of that ten, you've you've really got a, a small percentage of them who really would have affected this yeah. game. Yeah, uh, but, but still, but, uh, you you do have two starters on offense. Yeah, yes. And, and, and this wasn't the Houston Cougars offense that used to score nearly a no. hundred people. No. This is two starters that have proven to be playmakers on a team that hasn't had a lot of playmakers in the last seven or eight years on game day. On yeah. game day. My my bigger question for this is, 
this mentality of trying to circumvent and get away with this, how prevalent was this? How much energy did they spend into this? And how is that, and how is that going to affect this team going forward at this point? That, 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 that's my concern is how, how much of this is a systematic problem uh, within Florida, and yeah. uh, is it going to affect them throughout the entire year? That We and, don't know that yet. And, Brent, we, we want to get Mike on, 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 on the line real quick, but you also never know how controversy plays in a locker room. It can ban ban teammates together, or it can fraction and turn teammates against each other. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines. Another caller here on the program. Mike is calling from good old Micanopy. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. Glad to have your show. I'm still going to have to find a way to listen to you guys on Sunday. Go to our website, collegesportstoday.net. And there's the okay. Listen Live button, the iHeartRadio, and uh, make sure you call in tomorrow, Sunday, debut show, college football, Sunday sound off. Go ahead, Mike. I will. Um, you know, you said the SC, winning the SEC East the last two years gives them a little bit of leeway, but to me, winning the SEC East the last two years is like winning a beauty contest between fat, ugly women. You won, but who did you beat? Uh, yeah. It, 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 you know, it's, it was... Well, they beat LSU last year. Well, yeah, but you saw... It was absolutely no offense. It was a complete defensive effort. Uh, I think the not having an offense, in fact, this guy was brought in to fix the offense, yeah. and we've gone from 58 to 112th in total offense, from 30 points a game to 23 points a game. Uh, it's gotten worse. So it's put up or shut up time, and I don't think you can use an excuse as well. Our, if if our, we had starters out because they were injured, it's, then you can use it as an excuse. When they're out because of this kind of garbage, um, then I don't think you can use it as an excuse. And to me, 10 players, my goodness, and if, if there's more, uh, and you've got players evidently telling on other players, I just don't know how this can be good for team chemistry, yeah, I'm with uh, number, one, number one. And, and number two, what does it show for the leadership of the team that this, uh, this large of a group can be doing this kind of scamming uh, and nobody else on the team knows about it. I, you know, it, it, to me, it could open up a whole can of worms. And do you think the NCAA would ever get involved in this investigation too? And look back, did these guys do it last year? Did they do it Thank you, Mike. before? You know, anyway, Mike, thanks. We'll, we'll address that, Mike. Thank you very much, Brent. I'll, I'll take a crack at some of the stuff, and I, I want to hear you. Uh, we want to thank Mike for calling. By the way, he dialed nine zero four. Four four eight zero nine thirty. I'll go way back, and and the the easy argument is okay. Florida, yeah, they won the East, but you know what? It was a ugly girl winning an ugly girl beauty contest. Uh, I, I get that, and I've heard that. I will also say there were six other programs in that East Division the last right. two years yes. that would love to have won go two down. watered down Eastern Division title. You think Butch, Butch Jones would like to have two watered down oh, East oh, crowns? Or or uh, Georgia fans, Georgia or or Missouri would like two more. Or yeah, I mean there are also six other programs trying for that. That's my point, uh, um, Brent. Uh, NCA wise, um, you got to let this thing play out. You know, it, it it appears to be, you know, boys being boys and, right. and try and trying to find some cash on the side. You know, with with the uh, you know buy it on on a card that you're supposed to buy only certain merchandise, and you're supposed to sign for those, I believe, and say you will use the card for the intended purposes. 
I don't think that this goes any any further as far as uh, just Florida compliance at this point, Terry. I, I think that's the uh, reality of this, but because uh, I, I mean. Florida, to their credit, once they find out about this, has jumped on it, and they're investigating it, and they're and they're also going through the property authorities, whether that be Gainesville PD or whether that be the University PD, and to deal with that. So uh, I I just I don't see it getting to the NCAA level, but but again, I still stand on the fact, and I certainly understand uh, what what Mike was saying. I get the frustration with that. Oh, I do too. But but but, but I mean, at this point, the, the truth of the matter is, Jim Mack. Wayne Terry's done all he can do, and that's when he's division two years in a row. Well, Brent, I, I want to go back to you know Mike made some good points about you know a lot of stuff also you know and and yes. the excuse the excuse factor right. and, and I hope this isn't a correlation, but if you go way back to the wrong. Ron Zook era at the University of Florida. I know easy Gator Nation, easy, but yeah. <laughs> Ron Zook also, I remember there were stories written about this um, across the state of Florida, and you could make a good argument. Ron Zook, as the head coach at Florida, had some of the most horrific luck to he hit did. that program. That's I mean, some did. some right. out-of-left-field things happened in his tenure at Florida that helped derail him. You hope you're not seeing kind of the same thing. I mean, McElwain had his quarterback in Will Greer. Yes. I mean, you thought yes. there was a a high ceiling in Will Greer. You could go on and on. A lot of stuff, weird, strange stuff has happened um, that you could almost chalk up to some bad luck. Now, Ron Zook had such bad luck, it got him out of uh, it got him out sure. of the University of Florida. But I mean, right. Zook had a lot of bad, almost uncontrollable bad luck, quote unquote. That uh, really hurt him, and 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 you see a lot of that. You see a lot of that with uh, McElwain. Some like like wow, what in the world? How could McElwain be held accountable for this, 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 and this? Yeah, right. Well, and see, uh, as I look back on different coaches, Bill Curry had a lot of that when he came to Alabama. Will in 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 a a more current example, Will Muschamp had a lot of that at Florida. You remember the LSU game, Terry? That that when they should have won that game at home, and they've got balls bouncing off linemen into other people's hands. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I remember when they should have beaten Florida State. And, and, and the ball bounces off the, their tight end's hands uh, yeah. into, in, into the, uh, the FSU defender. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, bad luck sometimes is bad luck. But I think what, they, I think what they're doing, if Gator fans can get through this year, to, uh, to Terry, I would make the argument that the recruiting that they're doing, uh, which is some of the best recruiting, particularly early on before this season started, I think that's going to pay off for them. And they're looking to get to be where an Alabama and Florida State is, is where you've got five stars backing up five stars. And I think if they'll be patient with this coaching staff, I think, I think you may see that day coming in, in Florida two, three years down the road. And, and uh, as we come up to another break here on the program, the other thing working possibly against uh, McIlwain, depending on what happens this season for Florida, year three around a big-time college football program is the old year five. Yeah, it is. You know, it used, 
you, you know, absolutely it is. 10, 10 to 15 years ago, the standard, well, let so-and-so take over and give him five years to get his footing, get right. his program set to, to, to reset the program. That sure. is now officially turned into, uh, officially slash unofficially turned into year three. Would you agree no with that? Oh, I, there's no doubt about it because uh, you've got a lot. In, in, in the great example of that right now is Ed Orgeron. Uh, Ed Orgeron is going to have, what, Terry, about two and a half years at LSU to get that turned around. And then if he doesn't, he's going to be gone uh, at that point. So, yes, that the leash is a lot shorter on these guys uh, than certainly what it used to be. But, but, but the two scenarios, uh, again, if Will Greer's healthy, we're not even having this conversation right now probably. And the other thing is if Florida wins a close one today and then, the, and then they're able to do to Tennessee what Tennessee did to them last year, uh, how's the narrative changed, Terry, in two weeks? Well, that's the beautiful thing. You know what? None of us know. And you know what? Right. It plays out. And it plays out it on does. these glorious, glorious Saturdays. We still have an hour to go. That's right. If you know the show, we normally go off the air at uh, the top of the hour at high noon. But, no, we'll take it to 1230 across the network. Special broadcast of College Sports Today. An hour left. We'll step aside for a break. Uh, continue. Florida versus Michigan talk. We want to hear from you. We'll continue. Florida State versus Alabama talk. We want to hear from you. Our call in number 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty. We'll also on the other side of this break. When we come back. We'll talk some high school football. It's that time of the show. We will name the high school player of the week and also the coach's choice player of the week. Of course, that's sponsored by the uh, Betros team, Complete Home Realty, and Bold City Insurance. So we'll continue this hot college talk, work in the high school guys a little bit, and we've got sixty minutes left on this hot show from Hotlanta where Brent Beard is at, and I'm in hot Texas, Arlington, Texas, where in about three and a half, four hours, Florida and Michigan will tee it up in Jerry World. One hour left, College Sports Today on the road. You're listening to the TN Sports Network. College Sports Today rolls on, presented by HakoRoyal.com on the College Sports Today radio network. Glad you're with us here all over Central Florida, Ocala, Gainesville, Jacksonville, covering about a quarter of the state. You are tuned in to College Sports Today, special edition today, as we will take it an extra half hour uh, to 1230. Brent Beard is live in Atlanta. I'm in Arlington, Texas. Uh, we'll continue the Florida, Michigan, and FSU, Alabama talk. Obviously, uh, that's all we really care about. We've hit some of the other uh, pertinent games, but obviously Florida and Michigan, FSU, Alabama uh, will dominate uh, our listening audience and really dominate college football on this first full weekend. Before we get back into the college talk, let's uh, uh, welcome our – it's time for our uh, naming of the high school football player of the week and also the coach's choice player of the week. So, uh, uh, Brent, hang tight. We'll, uh, we'll get some of these uh, accomplishments from last night. What a great uh, great Friday oh, yeah. night. It's always a great Friday night around the state of Florida. Um, I want to thank the Beatros team. Jeff Beatros uh, made a point, said, hey, man, I want to sponsor something. I want to take care of the show, Terry, but I want it to be around high school athletics and high school students. And uh, uh, we're very proud to have the high school player of the week um, presented by the Beatros team, Complete Home Realty, and also um, – Bold City Insurance, the uh, insurance division as well. Uh, we'll start out with the coach's choice. Now, this is a player we name every week that is a guy that's probably not going to go play college ball. He's pr- probably not the biggest, fastest, strongest player on his team. But you know what? This is a player that we recognize every week that, that does things the right way, that is a credit to wearing the high school jersey. This player should be a kid that, that, that leads by example, 
that does all the right things in the classroom, all the right things out of the classroom. And this week, our Coach's Choice Player of the Week is from Gainesville High. Gainesville High Junior Center, uh, Matthew Cookie Burselli. How about that? Got a nickname, Cookie Burselli. Matthew, again, he's a junior center for Gainesville High, 5'9", 270, uh, two-year starter. Brent, he's running around as a two-year starter, which takes a lot of your time. Okay, high school, man, you're going a thousand different directions. He's running around with a 3.4 grade point average in Cambridge Advanced Studies. (laughs) That just sounds like a lot of work. We tip our hat to this week's high school coach's choice player of the week, Matthew Cookie Burselli from Gainesville High, a junior center, 3.4 GPA in Cambridge, the Cambridge Advanced Studies program congratulations matthew we'll get a uh, a uh, bono's barbecue gift certificate because bono's is in that area uh, of our state so uh, we want to congratulate how about that cambridge brent, brent did they ever ask you brent do you want to get in that cambridge advanced <laughs> studies program over here at your high school uh, I think I missed that one, and I, I was probably at a I was probably at a college football game when they called me yes, about that too. You probably were. Let's go to the uh, player of the week from uh, on the field performance from last night. We like to give a couple of honorable mention. We'll start honorable mention number one. Um, how about this night, uh, Bradford County, uh, right down the road from Jacksonville, and and they're uh, in start Bradford County. How about a night? Uh, this honorable mention had Chris Cummings. Uh, all he did was have a 60-yard TD on offense, three INTs, Brent, on defense, ran a couple of those INTs back for touchdowns Uh-oh. as Bradford, and I don't know if this was a surprise, but Bradford got all over Baldwin last night, 33-7, to and a game cut short due to weather issues. But uh, honorable mention number one from Bradford High School for the player of the week is Chris Cummings. Honorable mention number two, we'll take it back to Duval County. Uh, Reigns high quarterback Ivory Durham, they had a heartbreaking loss last week to Lee, but Reigns came back behind a great performance on the offensive side of the ball by Ivory Curry, an honorable mention player of the week this week. He was 15 of 21 for 233 yards, four touchdowns in a huge... 43 to nothing shutout win. Reigns defeated uh, one of their uh, rivals, First Coast. Um, so Ivory Durham, who's played a lot of ball, he's a very experienced quarterback at Reigns. Uh, uh, congratulations goes out to him. But our official player of the week this week, the Beatros team uh, sponsoring the high school player of the week, will go to Javon Lee, quarterback Donellan High. How about Javon Lee at Donellan? Listen to this night. Uh, uh, Donellan defeated Inverness. Just for good measure, kicked four extra points in just his second career start. He's a sophomore, and he is our Week 2 High School Player of the Week, Javon Lee, quarterback from Donellan High School, and he will also be receiving a barbecue gift certificate from Bono's and uh, – our winners in the Duval County area will get a gift certificate from Monroe's Barbecue. So I uh, want to thank our two uh, sponsors on that as well as the Beatros team. Uh, pretty good uh, pretty good night around high school football, as is every Friday night in the state of Florida, Brent. Love it. Love it. And we're glad to be able to, um, to honor these guys. Uh, and also, uh, if, if folks want, want to, uh, to, to let us know about that sometimes Absolutely. in the show, we're, we're always open to that. Terry, I'm just going to – on social media, 
Uh, our number is 904-448-0930. Appreciate folks listening right. and also wanting the number. Uh, and by the way, Terry, one thing that I used to live in Fort Worth for about three years and and enjoyed being out there. Now this was in the this was in the mid '80s. In that time, you, you remember the name Jim Wacker was a coach at oh, TCU. Yeah. Actually oh, yeah. turned actually turned them in. People forget that. TCU, who is one of the powers uh, in college football right now, uh, with one of the best coaches of anywhere, is in the uh, is in Fort Worth. So Terry, right now, being in that Metroplex area, uh, you've got TCU, Gary Patterson, not yeah. too far away. You've got Waco and Baylor and Matt Rule, which is about an hour away, somewhere in there too. And obviously, our prayers continue to go out. Uh, I know Terry's in the state to the state of Texas. It's a huge state. You can drive from one end to the next, start in the morning, and, and at night you're still driving uh, as, as you're going through the state. But with all these folks have got to deal with some tremendous high school and college football, Terry, uh, Terry in that area right around where you are right now. You were mentioning some of the uh, neighboring colleges in the area. I'll tell you what, and, I, and I've been to Dallas several times, and uh, you know I've driven through the heart of Dallas. Uh, SMU is a neat campus. It uh, is. If, if you haven't been, uh, let me describe real quick. It, it reminds me of um, it, it. It reminds me of Georgia Tech. The way Georgia yes. Tech is yes. right in the middle of Atlanta. Well, right. SMU is a lot like that. You get on. I think it's Mockingbird is the name of the road. You're driving on, and and you're in this really posh neighborhood. I mean, just very expensive, beautiful homes. As you're on Mockingbird, and you're you're basically in downtown Dallas. Then all of a sudden, bam. You're in the SMU campus. You're just driving down the road. You look over, and there's the stadium. And it's one of those you can kind of That's look right. down in, into. But it's just a beautiful setup inside the, uh, you know, the inner big city uh, of Dallas. And it's a great setup for SMU. Uh, and also, Terry, what we also need to remember, Chad Morris, the SMU coach, is on the short list uh, as far as at the end of this year. Uh, now, look, they don't have a great record, but Chad Morris – is in a day and age to where people love uh, when you can score a lot of points and your offense goes up and down the field, which is what Gator fans want right now. But that they, they love that, and Morris is one of the guys that, that we've heard for a while who would love to come to Ole Miss uh, at the end of the year if that, if that situation does not work out. Uh, uh, with uh, with Matt Luke and they're looking for another coach. Chad Morris from SMU is on that list, possibly. And Chad Morris is seven wins ish away, and a, and another good yes. high flying. Yes, he's, he, good he's point. Six or seven wins minimum, right? Uh, but six or seven will get it done. He's six or seven wins and another high flying offensive year. Yes, away. yes. Away from if he wants that old Miss job, not yes. if he wants that job. I still think the perfect five-year bridge, and I think the guy would be very happy. And, and I don't know if you're going to get a great coach right now knowing it's going to be an ugly next five years at least. I think the perfect bridge coach would be Les Miles. Right, I think he would right. take that job. I don't think he, – he's been saying he wants to coach ten more years. I think that sounds good to the presidents that are listening and the ADs. I think if you went to Les Miles right now and said, Les – you know what? We're going to help you do everything you can. We want to win, but we know it's going to be real difficult. Um, 
you know, we're going to give you five years. I think Les Miles would take that, and and and, and yeah, gonna, they, they would say, help us write the program. We right. want you to win every game, and we're going to yes. help you, but we're going to be limited, and you know that. I think Les Miles would be the perfect bridge coach for five years at Ole Miss. See, the thing, the thing Miles would do is he would get everybody's mind off of what uh, Hugh Freeze did and all the all, all the problems that they've got there. Uh, and see, if you brought Les Miles in, Terry, he may prevent some of these guys from transferring. Now, that they go before the NCAA Committee of, uh, of Infractions uh, on 9-11, which is nine days from now, and then shortly after that, they will know uh, what's coming down. They'll have, they'll have a chance to plead their case. But I agree with that entirely. And, and oh, by the way, Les Miles was on the ESPN. Uh, <laughs> they kind of got a little coach's clinic. You, you probably know what I'm about to say, that that he was on there with uh, Gene Chizik, what, what, what was on there. Uh, uh, also, um, they had some other coaches and former players. But Les Miles gets up to go to the bathroom and doesn't doesn't shut his mic off. So oh, I didn't know that. That's beautiful. That, that was that, that was so that was so typical Les Miles uh, to do that. But but Fox has signed him up, Terry, and he will be doing uh, uh, at least some studio work or something that he for them this year. He's a beaut. He's particularly a beaut when there's a live microphone all around. Yes, there is. We'll take a break. Let me set this up now. If you think the show's going off in a few minutes, you are wrong. An extended show today. We've got 45 more minutes on the air. College Sports Today continuing until 1230. Plenty of time to get on the show uh, via our call-in line all over Northeast Central Florida. That number, 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty. If you forget that number or it need any of the social media contacts, be it Twitter, email, what have you, how to listen live, how to listen to the podcast, all the information you need for our show is on our website, collegesportstoday.net. 45 minutes left to go. Brent Beard in Atlanta. I'm Terry Norvell in Arlington, Texas, previewing a huge day, upcoming day of college football. We call it week number one around here, Florida versus Michigan, Florida State, Alabama. Your thoughts are welcome as we break the call-in number again, 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty. And now back to College Sports Today, presented by HakoRoyal.com. I'll guarantee you this, college football fight songs just put you in a good mood. It is hard to be in a bad mood when you're hearing some great college football fight songs bringing us back college sports today on location in two locations atlanta brent beard florida state alabama how about arlington texas terry norvell i am in uh arlington right down the street from the big stadium where florida and michigan will get it on in about three and a half hours glad you're with us here all over the network ocala gainesville and jacksonville we are covering about a quarter of the state of florida and we are in the beginning stages of what we think will be another great college football season 904-448-0930 the call in number one to thank hakoroyal.com if you are looking for the best vacation you've ever taken you can't go wrong in costa rica and you can't go wrong in hako that is the beach town where everybody goes to to have a big time be it bachelor parties be it just a bunch of friends getting away from some r&r be it a family vacation be it a corporate retreat hako J-A-C-O, the name of the town in Costa Rica where everybody goes to. Uh, Royale.com will take care of everything. The moment the plane lands in Costa Rica, everything will be taken care of. You pick it out. You plan how much fun you want to have. And Royale 
Royale.com. That's where you go. Hako Royale will take care of all the details. Brett Bear joins me again, real quick. Call in number 904 448 Brett, the table full of Gators here sitting near us at Boston's in Arlington. They asked me a question. Said, well, can I just ask you a question instead of calling in? I go, yeah. Uh, the question was kind of a thought process. Dabo Sweeney recently got, he got paid. Dabo yes. got paid handsomely. Jimbo Fisher has gotten paid. He's been paid handsomely. Right. And kind of the question thought was, well, Terry, Jim McElwain has taken Florida to back-to-back SEC East championship games. Why or will Jim McElwain be seeing that kind of money? And they, they asked us to discuss and give our opinion. Brent, I think this is kind of a no-brainer, pretty pretty easy one. Um, Dabo Sweeney has gotten paid because he delivered a cash cow, which is a national title. Yes. And yes. He, he delivered a runner-up national the, the title well. as well. So you're talking a national title and a runner-up national title. Certainly the conferences share in money, but when you have that kind of success at that level, your program, admissions go up, your your brand goes up, there's a lot of money, your booster contributions, your ticket sale, everything goes up, okay? Jimbo Fisher has delivered a national title to Florida State. Jimbo Fisher has also delivered a second Final Four appearance. Don't forget right. now. Yes, right. they got routed by Oregon, but they were in the Final Four. They were looking for back-to-back titles, right? Jimbo Fisher, same thing. There's a lot more financially to gain in those accomplishments than the SEC championship uh, uh, game appearance. It's a nice feather in your cap, but they don't compare to a national title or a runner-up, or a Final Four appearance. Well, and see, one thing that you said that bears repeating that people sometimes overlook is Nick Saban's in Alabama is his success. Terry, they have doubled at least their student enrollment. And look, I, I, I'm Are not you kidding I'm, me. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, uh, and see, here, here's the thing: I'm not. I'm not saying all those kids are going to Alabama just because the football program is great. But but look. You and I both know, Terry, people want to go see a winner, don't they? Yes, they uh, do. And, and, and I think that's probably what you've got going on. If you traced out the numbers, at, and particularly at Clemson right now with what they're doing, uh, I, I bet you it may not be something that similar as far as doubling the enrollment, but, but, but I bet what you're looking at is that they've got an increase. And now, think, now, Terry, think about that a minute. How much money, and look, we're not accountants, but how much money would that be for a college if you doubled your enrollment? In, in a, in, and also think about this, that that will be doubling your enrollment in less than 10 years. And, Brent, the, the word you're looking for there is giving. The word yes. in co- around yes. the college world is giving. Uh, okay, maybe Clemson doesn't double their enrollment like Alabama, you pointed out, but if you got a hold of their giving ledger, right. I guarantee you yeah. those yes. Final Four appearances, those national title game appearances, those national title trophies added to the case right. on campus, that giving number goes sky high. Now, you can also make a point. When you're playing big-time college football at a huge level like the aforementioned schools, it's always said, well, wow, that's a a three-and-a-half-hour big-time television commercial. Yes, it is. Okay, yes, it is. Keep in mind, Florida has had a lot of those big-time three-and-a-half-hour infomercials, but Florida has run out a lot of stinker infomercials. I mean, the product Florida put on the field, yes, they got that free publicity, but more times than not, when Florida got on that national game of the week, right, be it CBS or, or, or SEC championship game or the big game of the week, 
Florida has stunk it up. Yes. Right? So there's something to be said also for three and a half hours of, ugh. You know what I mean? Even the FSU, the, the rare losses they've had, um, Clemson's rare losses, Alabama's rare losses, that has still been a three and a half hour unbelievable infomercial that, you know what? Yes, your fan base, your givers, go back to that word, your givers, yes, they're disappointed, but damn, Alabama played them off their feet. Yes. It came within a second. FSU played a lot of people other than Louisville off their feet, right? Sometimes that infomercial can work against you a little bit. Yeah, well, now what's helped Florida as of late uh, would be certainly uh, not the uh, the first, the bowl loss to Michigan when we were down there in in, uh, yeah. in South Florida. But what went to Florida was that tremendous win over LSU on the road that no one thought they could win uh, in that game. We're not sure if Leonard Fournette was going to play or not. And he didn't. And then winning the bowl game last year. So that, is, that that has helped them. This would be this this is a big stage. People are paying attention in great numbers to this today. For uh, for Florida and, and look, Terry, you and I both know big Florida people, and and and, and to go back to the point you've been making, there there's some Florida people who are looking at this program and saying, you know, when they start winning again, I'll start giving again. But yeah. right now, I'm kind of on the sidelines waiting. You probably heard like, heard that like I have. Right now, I'm on the sidelines looking and see where this thing's going. Oh, uh, a, uh, the month of September could help Florida tremendously in that realm. It is truly a litmus test, and, and yes, there's an asterisk. I get that, but it, it's a litmus test for Jim McElwain and the right. Florida program. And and yes. you point out our, our first 15, 20 minutes on the air, you made a great point. The litmus test can be passed, certainly, if Florida has one more point than Michigan. It doesn't matter. If Florida wins the game, it's going to have, a, 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 I think, a long-lasting, feel-good uh, effect on the program. But Florida could still lose – Provided they look like, you yes. know what, it yes. was just who had the ball last. Right, you right. Know, they could still lose that game, but to pass the litmus test, it can't be old Florida. It can't no. look like, no. my God, no. we're still in the dark ages right. on offense. My God, we're still asking our defense to hold a team to single digits to have a chance to win. It can't look like that today in a loss or, you know what, it's it McElwain's going to start pushing right out of the gate. It's going to start pushing the boulder uphill. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and see, that's going to, that's going to be important. They need to find a way uh, to it, it. Florida fans are used to Steve Spurrier. They're used to Tim Tebow. And even if you lose, you look good and you score a lot of points. And, and that's why that fan base is used to. And, and eventually that's what Jim McElwain's got to get to. Brent Beard is live in Atlanta. He is bringing us all the flavor from Florida State and Alabama. I am live, Terry Norvell, live in Arlington, Texas, where Florida and Michigan will play in um, coming up on three hours. They'll kick it off. But uh, what a great Saturday. What a great weekend of college football across the board. Uh, We've talked about some of the um, -the under-the-radar games that are just going to be – I mean, you talk about uh, NC State, South Carolina, beautiful, beautiful football game. Two well-matched programs. Uh, the Georgia Tech-Tennessee game, man, oh. I mean, uh, it could even be hotter for Tennessee. If Florida wins and Tennessee loses, who knows? we got a long way to go. 30 more minutes. Stay with us here on College Sports Today. We're back after this timeout on the TN Sports Network. 
College Sports Today is on the air. Gators, Knolls, Dogs, and Canes are front and center. If you want your SEC and ACC fix, you've come to the right place. If college sports is your thing, then welcome to your nirvana. You can be part of the show by calling 904-448-0930. That's 904-448-0930. Or by hitting the guys up on Twitter at College Sports T1. Now it's College Sports presented by HakoRoyal.com. College Sports Today with Terry Norvell and Brent Beard. Taking it overtime. Brent Beard working overtime. Terry Norvell working overtime. If you got to work overtime... Do it around college football on really the first weekend that everybody's playing a little ball here. We are live in two locations. Sports Talk, uh, uh, College Sports Today is live in two locations. How about Arlington, Texas? I'm set up in big Texas to do everything big in Texas. Brent Beard is in hot Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, covering FSU, Alabama. Remember, tomorrow, the debut edition of our Sunday show, our College Football Sunday show, is College Football Sunday Sound Off tomorrow, 10 until noon, all over. Um, for you college football fans, we hope to hear from you. The, the, the premise of the show, College Football Sunday Sound Off, is to give the college fan a uh, little two-hour window to kind of, you know, relive the day before all the great action we're going to see today well the show is there for you tomorrow college football sunday sound off come by uh, uh and, and uh, uh dial in uh, the show and let us know what you thought as more gators and wolverines are rolling in brent you've got something uh, tara i also want to mention miami plays bethune cookman today then they play arkansas state next week but today is uh, Malik Rogier is going to be the starting quarterback, so that's going to be fascinating to see where that goes. Uh, for Kane fans who are listening, Nikosi Perry is a youngster they really want to bring along and, and who they really like. I still say they're three linebackers, uh, Michael Pinckney, Shaq Quarterman, who's from Oakleaf High School, Zach McLeod, are three of the better linebackers anywhere. And the reason you bring this up is with the FSU-Alabama game, Uh, particularly if FSU wins, Miami will win. That's going to set up a gargantuan early game coming up in a couple of weeks between Miami and FSU. So, so Terry, I'm I'm looking, as we like to do in this business, we're looking long-term. Today's get both today's games have a lot to do with huge games coming up in a couple of weeks between Florida and Tennessee and also – also, FSU and Miami. So that's going to be fascinating to see how how both of those go along uh, with that timing. And listen, we cannot forget Florida, a 27-year-in-a-row season-opening win streak. Terry, that's in jeopardy today. That's an important streak for the Gators. Yeah, but is that worth really mentioning when you see the opponents that has been for 27 years or whatever. Last loss was against Ole Miss, I believe, yeah, in, Gaines- yeah. in, uh, in Gainesville. By the way, uh, I'm proud to announce uh, it's official that college football is really underway as the defending national champions, Clemson Tigers, teed it up at a high noon. And Clemson now, I hate to say this to uh, the Alabama nation, Clemson now has scored a touchdown in the last minute and 21 seconds of their last two football games. They scored that last second against Alabama, and Clemson's already on the board in about a minute 20, so the, the defending national champions are off and running on a uh, early Saturday kickoff. Yeah, absolutely, and, and look, do not take Clemson for granted. I know they've got a new quarterback, but Brent Venables is back. Uh, a lot of that 
uh, line of scrimmage that were so good last year that, that those guys returned too. So I, I, it won't surprise me at all, Terry, if that, uh, again, if that Clemson FSU game is, is, is uh, virtually for all the marbles in that, in that division and will have a lot of implications on the playoffs in general. You uh you hit a lot of the games uh going on. Obviously, we're covering the two big ones uh, on the show today in in earnest. But you, you work Miami in, and it's not yes. a big game opponent wise. But you know we've tied in this. Jim McElwain is in year three, and year three is now what used to be year five for new coaches. Okay, nice. you know you know who's kind of following following in that same footstep is Mark Richt at sure Miami. Is. You know Mark Richt. Um, McIlwain was a non-head coach power five guy, right? He came from Colorado State, so yeah. there was a little there was yes. a little bit of that, you know, how's he gonna fare in the power five, the big boy conference? Okay. Well, Mark Richt, I mean, he's going to his school, Miami. He's coming from Power Five, Georgia, where he won near about ten games a year. So you you wonder how long Miami will be patient with Mark Richt in year two. There Miami Nation. Kane Nation is going to want to see some yeah. serious improvement because you know what? They've heard, oh, the Canes are back. They got Randy Shannon. Uh, the U is back. Well, it didn't happen. They've heard the U is back. We got this guy, Al Golden. Well, the U wasn't back. Uh, Hurricane Nation, they're going to want to see some real improvement. And that probably means, hey, Mark Rick, can you deliver our first division title in the ACC, please? Which is absolutely unbelievable because, Terry, we thought Miami and FSU would be playing every year virtually for that for that ACC championship. Uh, oh, yeah. and that has not happened. But but I think what Mark Richt has done is he's gone back, invited the, the old players back, and they're coming back. And Terry, not only they're coming back, they're giving money. They're yeah. giving money to the school yeah. as far as for indoor practice facilities and things of that nature, uh, which are very important. See, the, the biggest improvement for Miami is just the opposite of Florida. They had to do something for that defense. Manny yeah. Diaz, Manny Diaz comes yeah. over from Mississippi State and has done a tremendous job with that Kane defense. Now, if they can put those two together, uh, and and again, Miami will be undefeated when they come to Tallahassee, Florida State at minimum one loss, and that's going to be a gargantuan game coming up in two weeks, the same time that Florida plays Tennessee. And Brent, uh, we we can do this because it's what talk show hosts do, but not to put all the pressure on Mark Richt, And not necessarily to say that this year is the deciding year one way or the other. But let's break break this thing down, okay? Mm -hmm. Miami had that incredible run. They had five national titles in a 19-year span, okay? We saw it. It happened. It was real. If Miami can't, quote-unquote, come back by Miami standards, I'm not saying you're going to win five and 19, but if Miami can't elevate the program with Mark Richt, okay, Yes, Randy Shannon was a former Hurricane player, but he was a he, he wasn't a star player. You, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Sure. Randy Randy Shannon wasn't a star player. Mark Rick was a backup quarterback. Yeah, he okay? was. But but Randy Shannon was an ex Hurricane that was a hardcore Miami guy. I mean, he was from the heart of Miami. So they had a guy that was not that Mark Rick is not Miami through and through, right. but but. Randy Shannon never left. 
You know what yes. I'm saying? A, yes. a couple of stops here and there. And, right. you know, he, he had a cup of coffee in the NFL. But Randy Shannon never left. And he is as Miami as Miami. I know he's at Florida. And, and, and that's where his loyalties are. But you, you would agree with that. Yes. R- Randy Shannon couldn't get it done. Yeah. Okay. Um, with all the things that you thought he was bringing. Al Golden, the outsider, couldn't get it done. If Mark Rick, who is Miami, okay, but Mark Rick has a hell of a coaching resume. He does. This isn't Mark Rick coming from Colorado State. This is Mark Rick coming from Georgia, who won a couple of SEC titles, who won 10 games basically every year, give or take, right? Yes. Long-winded preface, Brent, to say this. If Mark Rick can't get Miami back, Will it ever come back? And, uh, and yeah, let, let me throw, hold, hold, hold that. I want that statement to be addressed by you. Can it ever come back if Mark Rick can't do it with his resume? Okay. And number two, might we look at the Miami five and nineteen as almost Haley's Comet? Everything lined up. ESPN popped on the scene. Okay. Miami's program. So did Florida, Florida State. They got broadcast to the nation. They weren't. They weren't the glamour programs. The old days before ESPN. Eight or nine programs, including Alabama and Nebraska and all those guys, they got the TV exposure. You would start asking the question, was that almost a special point in time, and is Miami always going to be Miami? It may have been. Uh, Now, Howard Snellenberger, give him credit, got this thing going. Uh, Obviously, Jimmy Johnson comes in, and and then Larry Coker is able to win the championship uh, basically with (laughs) – Someone else's players. Let's be yes. honest about that. But I, but I do give Coker a lot of credit. But look, here's the bottom line with Miami: if they can keep a lot of those kids from that area down there, instead of having them continually cherry picked by Alabama and Florida and in, in name your name your Power Five school, that that's a thing that's probably going to happen. Now there are some predictions at this point. I've seen one with Miami only losing one game this year, and that that would probably be to Florida State. So, but, but again, Miami's got a chance that they they've got Notre Dame, they go to North Carolina, they've got Virginia Tech uh, that they're playing, they've got FSU. Obviously, it's a it's a big, it, it would be a big year for them if they could win that division and get that going and get that monkey off their back. That that would be huge. But Rick's going to do it. I think right now because of his defense and because of the kids, they can cherry pick from that aerial. Yeah, but you uh, you know Randy Shannon got players, you know, and and he, and he, he supposedly, but you know Randy Shannon probably was a little early in his coaching tree to be the yeah. head coach. Is the job was a little too big for Randy Shannon? But boy, you just look if if Mark Rick doesn't do it, and they cycle through another coach, right? If they cycle through another coach, yes. yes. Um. Nobody, the the red hot national guy is not going to go to Miami if if they right. go through another period right where they're just right. Miami and, and Mark Rick gets up uh, gets blown out. Yes. The red hot guy, whoever, and there's always a red hot guy or two. Well, that guy's not going to be Miami's next head coach. If the point being, if Mark Rick can't get it done at Miami, who can? It, well, it, it may never come back, and it may have just been a special blip. Those 20 years when they won five titles, it may have just been, we may look back and go, okay, it was a special time. Haley's common aligned, right? And, and it, it's never going to happen again. I mean, 
And the thing they've got to look at here is they've got to really improve these facilities. That they're in the midst of this going on. That they've got the indoor practice facility that that they've got happening. What do they do eventually with their stadium situation when they're Absolutely. not on when they're not on campus? I mean, those are the, the those are real issues that you've got to be able to deal with at this point. And the reality of this is, Terry. What what will be good enough for them right now? Let, let's be honest. They they're not they're not Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, Ohio State. Sure. If they if they could win that division uh, for what two or three years in a row and win Absolutely. an ACC title, uh, I, I think at that point people will be looking at them differently. Let's take our final break of the show. We're in overtime. We're taking it 30 minutes extra here as we are live in two locations. I'm set up in Arlington, Texas, uh, site of Florida versus Michigan, coming up in about three hours or so. Brent Beard, my co-host, is in Atlanta where he is covering Florida State and Alabama. One final segment. We'll go ahead and reopen up the phone lines. If you've got a final thought on today's action, particularly the two big games, we would love to hear from you. 904 904- Four four eight zero nine thirty. Again, as we break for the final time today, phone lines open to you. 904-448-0930. It is College Sports Today on the TN Sports Network. College Sports Today rolls on. Presented by HakoRoyal.com on the College Sports Today radio network. One final segment to go. It has been a fun, exciting, wonderful show. And we want to thank all the people that put it together. Kevin Rizzo producing in Ocala and Gainesville. Certainly Zach and uh, Dylan back in Jacksonville helping things out um, and and getting it done. Brent Beard traveling. I appreciate everything Brent does for the show. And uh, just been a great show. We're at Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar in Arlington. I want to thank Namesh, my buddy who owns and operates Boston's in Jacksonville. Please, if you're looking for a place to watch some ball today, tomorrow, whatever, all football season long, Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar on the north side in the River City uh, Marketplace. is uh, they're, they're doing it and doing it right right now. I want to also thank Hakka Royale, our sponsor um, on the program. Hakka Royale is uh, a, uh, a travel company that will take care of everything. The minute your plane lands down in Costa Rica, you put it together, Hakka Royale, executes everything so uh if you're putting together a, a vacation and you're thinking costa rica you need to think Hako royale j-a-c-o Hako royale.com brett about to put hay in the barn my man about, yep, about to put hay in the barn. and uh, and, uh by, by midnight or so the beauty of sports is you know and, and the beauty the sadness um Half these teams are going, all right, that summer paid off, that lifting paid yeah, off. That's right. and a, lot of the, a lot of the teams are getting punched in the nose and going, oh, boy, we got a long, long climb. Um, final thoughts around uh, a little ball game you're, uh, you're covering, Florida State, um, Alabama. Boy, number three team in the nation giving next to no chance to win the game. Uh, is that an angle FSU can play? Well, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure they use that for motivation. Uh, but, but this is still a game I think the loser uh, is not going to drop for. I mean, if you're number one or number three, and you lose either number one or number three, uh, you're not going for at all. That That's the thought process. Behind that will be a tremendous amount of athletes on the field. Uh, and, and again, Terry, I, I think the – uh, so some of the important things to think about is these are showcase games. They start the season off, and, and I'm telling you, Gator fans, and, and we'll, I want to hear about this, particularly after you get back you know, or 
the number of Gator fans who are excited about having finally the, the, finally an opener that they want. So, so, my, so my question would be, Terry, is is after this weekend, uh, I, it'll be interesting to evaluate how badly Gator fans want games like this on a regular basis. They've got that they're playing Miami uh, in 2019, right? And that, and that will be a fun opener to think about that. But but I think with all the passengers you've had for this game, uh, playing Michigan, I think Gator fans like this, and they want more of it, don't they? You know, you segued right where I want to go. Alabama started this, and I tip my hat to Alabama. You know what Saban yes. said? You know what? There's good in playing a big-time program. Right. Um, the other side of that, it's kind of easy to schedule when you've got Alabama's program. Okay. Yeah, sure. um, and, and I hear what you said a minute ago. How about if Alabama finally loses one of these? What, what if Alabama loses one of these and Alabama Nation may be going, damn, there goes our mulligan. We really can't lose another game. You know, Alabama's love this because they've had the, the bigger stick in these games, you know. Sure. I, 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 but, but let me back up before you comment. I love that this is the trend. I yes. absolutely yes. love it. And I'm telling you, college football is really close. If they go eight teams in the playoff, yes. you know what? We're going to have a couple of two-loss teams get in every year, and I'm fine with that because that will protect that will protect these kind of games. And you know what? Yes, there's going to be a loser. Uh, two of the four teams, Florida, Michigan, FSU, Alabama, are going to be disappointed tonight. But you know what? We're getting closer to where that doesn't wreck your season. Play these yeah. games. Uh, agree. There's no doubt about that. And the playoff committee is is tuned in to uh, – listen, tonight – uh, it, it to me that's what's bigger than win or lose is that you played this game and it goes with your strength of schedule. That's the thing that's going to help that, that help both of these teams with that committee as much as anything else. You've got and and Brent in these type of games, these sexy big time matchups, you've got a little bit of protection in that, and you keep hitting on it. Provided you lose pretty, yes. Provided you lose pretty. You go out and get routed, that, st- that sticks on you. That stays on your skin. And it's hard to say, okay, I know that X, Y, or Z got beat by 30 and they weren't competitive, but, man, they've rattled off 10 straight. That sticks on you. You've got to lose pretty in this big game, but you can still come back, I think. Yes. Yeah, well, I think you can, too. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, again, you, you certainly need to win your division and, and also win your, and also win your conference. But I still think that, that for Alabama and Florida State, that, that that those two teams could have a, the, the the loser in this game and even lose another conference game, be it that they win their conference and they and they they would still be rewarded and looked at as a team that only had one loss instead of two. We're wrapping things up here on the program, Brent. A couple other thoughts. We've touched base uh, from the Alabama perspective. If Florida State pulls the upset, Alabama's sitting on a two-game losing streak. If Florida State pulls the upset, man. They're catapulted to number one, and then the target is on their back. Sure does. Not, not sure even is. their rival defending champion Clemson. It'll be more yeah. on FSU's back. If Florida loses, Gator Nation could howl, depending on how the game plays. If Florida wins, what a shot in the arm. Hey, we went out and beat a top 10-ish program with a depleted roster. We got something here, okay? If Michigan – how about Michigan? How about the Wolverines – Start tracing their last three games. How about Ohio State? Yeah. How about FSU? How about Florida? 
that's a three-game murderer's row. If Michigan gets the win, you know what? Love him or hate him, particularly if you hate him, Harbaugh is on to something. I mean, if they go out with all that loss on their roster, if Michigan goes out and dominates Florida, you know what? Love him or hate him, you gotta you gotta doff the hat and say, you know what? He may be on to something. Yeah, well, and the thing, and I know, I know we've got Corey this holding on here, but uh, the the credit will go to Harbaugh because they were in those games. They they were in the Ohio State game, the, 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 the oh, FSU, absolutely. and then Florida. So that that's, absolutely. That, I mean, those were classic yes. games. The overtime and the FSU Orange Bowl was a wonderful game. Let's squeeze Corey in. Final caller before we're out of here. Corey, go ahead. You're on with Brent Brad and Terry Norvell. How's it going? I have a quick question. I was at a game last night. I was at Ridgeview and Creekside. Huge win for Ridgeview to go to 2-0 yeah. after losing 18 in a row. My That's question right. is, uh, Tyler Huff, the quarterback, he, he ran for three touchdowns and he passed for two touchdowns. And when I talked to him after the game, he's like, no, I threw for three touchdowns. So here's the, here's the question. He throws a backward pass to the tailback. The tailback then goes the distance for a touchdown. Is that a running touchdown or is that a passing touchdown? Uh, thank you, Corey. A uh, little rules question to end things. Yeah, that's uh, Brent, interesting. To me, that's a lateral. Yeah, and, and, same thing. It's a it's a long handoff, and that would be rushed, yes. I think. Yeah. So, uh, yes. uh, I, I hey, as a guy that played high school, college baseball, and uh, uh, high school and college baseball, I can remember when I was in high school playing baseball, going, no, 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 that was a hit. That wasn't an error. <laughs> I like I like the fact that quarterback's fighting for a um, fighting for another. Uh, a stat sheet, but hey, tell that high school kid it's early. He'll have plenty of passing touchdowns. Yes, three touchdowns, always three touchdowns. So give him credit for, for that. But I would agree with that. It, that when you you're talking about a lateral behind the line, that, that that's what that's that, that's what's going to be called. So Terry, it looks like things are or 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 happening around you. Oh my, uh, folks coming in. I'm sure they're they're giving you oh, a piece of their mind while they're there too. And they are, and of course, I'm posing for a picture, Brent, because, well, that's what I do. That's what you do. Hey, you know what? It's going to be a good college football Saturday yes. when right before you go off the air, a beautiful Gator female comes and takes your picture, Brent. <laughs> huh? How about that? Great um, crowd pouring yeah. in here at Boston's in Arlington. I'm sure Boston's in Jacksonville. Um, Brent, you were going to say, though, continue to talk about a pretty girl t- taking my picture. We can never stop talking about that. Go ahead. <laughs> That, that's momentum leaving the show oh. is what I wanted to say about that. And speaking of momentum, uh, how about Texas and Tom Herman, a pick six in the first couple of minutes uh, that they're up on Maryland. That's one thing they needed. Hey. So that, that, that'll be an interesting story, too. They are back. And these are some um, these are some good Gators from uh, Gainesville, and they're getting a nice picture here as, as we wrap it up here. And Henry Chen, who's been very hospitable to us. And uh, <laughs> everybody smile. Brett, can you see us? Can I you can. see us on the Hey, Brent. There you go. They say, hey, Brent. They're saying hey to Brent. <laughs> and, and now we're getting another one real quick. As uh, I don't know where we're at. we got a few seconds left in the show. But this is the way to wrap it up. Good Gators from Gainesville. They're, the Fighting Gator Touchdown Club. Of course, I'll visit with those folks a little bit later in the season. Brent, you'll probably get over to Gainesville as well. That will wrap it up for Brent Beard. I'm Terry Norvell. I want to thank Kevin Rizzo. Uh, producing in uh, Ocala and Jacksonville. Zach and Dylan uh, back in Jacksonville. You guys did a great job. We got this pulled off. Uh, Tomorrow, college football Sunday sound off. Uh, Tomorrow on the air, same hours. First debut show. Want to hear from you. That'll do it for Brent Beard and gang. 
I'm Terry Norvell. Enjoy your college football Saturday. The following of WFXJ Sports Radio 930, Jacksonville's sports leader. Following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Step inside the swamp. Welcoming you to another exciting Saturday of Florida Gators football. Feel the Gator shot. He's hit. And down he goes. He's in. It's broken up. How much? Today is no ordinary Saturday. Saturday.